Oh God, yes, my boys. Tom, I love you, Tom. Be my daddy, Mister Selick, please. Mister Selick, please father my children. <laughs> <laughs> Breed me, Tommy. <laughs> Breed me. That's gonna be the highlight of that. <laughs> Yelling at a poster of Tom Selleck. Breed, Breed me, me Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be terrified sometimes. Yeah, I paid I paid money for the, you know, the the, the good shit, you know. It's fire, man. It's fire. It's fucking fire, dude. It's en 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 fuego. I think that's what they said. En fuego as they say in Spain. Did they say that? No. If I went to Spain, I would say it though. En fuego. In Fuego. You could say that your name is El Fuego because you're a redhead. Hello, my name is El Fuego. I am the fire. But those of you who don't habla Espanol, El Nino is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> uh, I watch Spurs basketball and there's a guy, his name's Lonnie Walker the fourth pretty legit but they call him el cuatro el cuatro because he's fourth is that like a position in no no he's he's lonnie walker the fourth oh he's the fourth of his line of his lineage damn dude they were like this is such an important lineage and name we shan't change it for four generations yeah yeah he actually like came out pretty openly about uh being abused as a kid. Oh, whack. Like on some hella real shit, you know what I mean? And uh, so I, I applaud him for his bravery amongst the fact sure. that he is a very good basketball player. I like him. That's rough, dude. That's fucking rough. Why does it have to be like that? Oh, because parents are horrible too. Fucking horrible. These people are fucking horrible, these guys over here. Terrible. Take a lap. These, these men, these so-called men, like, what the fuck are they doing, eh? Come on. Stop oh, it. Uh, uh, cocaine. Doing lots of cocaine. Cocaine. What's Shroom doing? Is Shroom just partying? Is he being a party, being a party boy? Dude, he's always partying, baby. Is, is that what the party kids do? Life is, a, life is a party. Non-stop. All day. Every day. If you ain't partying, you ain't living. I think it's uh, life is a highway. Life is a highway. Exactly. I'm going to ride it all night long. Goddamn. What do you do during the day, though? You know what I'm saying? What do I do? Yeah. What do I do during the day? Yeah. If you ride all night long, will you just sleep all day or what? No, that's 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 why you're on meth. Are you, are uh, you not familiar with the, the life of the trucker? See, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. See, mm, see, mm, mm, see, I don't know. I looked at I looked at myself in the mirror and I said I don't know. I looked at it in the mirror. You ever heard a big clip? 
You'll be listening to Big Clit. Is that like Big Crit? Or, or, or actually the name is Big Crit or Clit? Big Clit. Clitorius Maximus. No, I have not. Oh, man. She's my favorite. She's my favorite. Okay. I was really hoping it was a girl rapper. But, you know, or, or, you know, maybe a trans rapper or something, but, you know, I was going to, I was going to hope that it wasn't uh, <laughs> a male, wasn't this man. guy, this guy, yeah. <laughs> some dude that looks like that with that name, just like, oh, no. Like, why is he being, why is he grabbing so viciously? Like, chill the fuck out, dude. I don't know, dude. He, I feel like he's grabbing at my ass. It's like a sexual harassment claim waiting to happen. Why is Peter Jackson sexually harassing me right now? Peter Jackson sexually harassing. Yeah. I said it looking in the mirror. Why did God make me this way? Why? I don't know. That's the question. How much Linkin Park do you watch on a day-to-day basis? Linkin Park, you know, Linkin, I thought Linkin Park was kind of lame, but then Jay-Z did a double, like a an album with them where they like switched beats and things. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's pretty cool. But yeah, Linkin Park, you know, it was never really my thing. Just like Evanescence. I kind of thought it was extremely lame a little bit, but now looking back, that shit was pretty interesting. Actually, Evanescence, I still think is kind of lame, but. I, let's just say I believe in a thing called racism. Yeah. I believe it exists. It's uh pretty awful actually. It's pretty gross. I'm not gonna lie, man. So much propaganda. You know, I just, I just never, you know, I've never personally been treated differently. So I just don't understand what these people are saying when they talk about racism. It just doesn't make sense to me. These people, they talk about racism, but let me tell you something. I've gone my whole life, never been treated differently. No one's never hired me for any reason. I've never been treated differently at all. I don't understand what these people are talking about. Who are these people? Uh, what are they saying? What are they trying to say with this whole racism narrative? They're trying to gain extra privilege and extra rights that no one else has. <laughs> we as white people have never had those rights. You know, the Irish were treated pretty horribly. You know, if you look back in history, you know, what are we going to pay them reparations? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I literally had somebody literally say that to me the other day. They were like, Oh, oh, well, the Irish were treated bad. What, are we just going to pay everybody who was treated bad reparations? Oh, my fucking God. I hope you die in a fire. Slowly cooking and smelling yourself cook. I hope your fat comes out of your body. Makes the rest of it nice and juicy. Here comes a meat wagon. That's disgusting. Yes. I like it. Uh, did you know that back in the day when they would burn people at the stake that you wouldn't even be conscious to feel the flames because the smoke gets so thick that you pass out from, uh, you know, asphyxiation. Oh, that's nice. You essentially die. Yeah. Before you. Yeah. So when they show it in the movies and the person's like, ah! and there's a smoke billowing up. It's like that person couldn't breathe because there's literally no oxygen in that area because the flames eating up. Thank God. So just in case you ever get burned at the stake, you know, for your long hair, you know, don't right. go to the Midwest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Careful. You know what? One of my favorite things to do in, in Red Dead Redemption is what? Find clan meetings. <laughs> then just fuck them up. <laughs> oh, yeah.
you get rid of, they, they they dissipate after you get rid of all them all which is not realistic but you know yeah right <laughs> there would be a revival at some point oh yeah I found an article, My World of Flops, Racially Problematic Case File Number 168, White Man's Burden. The staggeringly misconceived 1995 racial allegory, White Man's Burden, attempts to walk this tightrope of articulating something profound and important about our nation's complicated and fraught racial history. How successful are they in, in achieving their goal? Instead, it falls off gracelessly in the first few <laughs> seconds, busts its head wide open, then lurches about bleeding <laughs> and confused for 89 excruciating minutes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best analogy for a movie just flopping ever. It falls, hits its head, and it just wanders <sighs> aimlessly bleeding, trying to find a doctor with anesthesia. Jeez. The movie immediately forgets what it's about. Oh my God, I didn't know this was the premise. Oh, what the fuck? White men's burden takes place in an alternate universe where the longstanding racial dynamics of our country have been reversed. African-Americans have money and power and live in gated communities far away from impoverished white folks. <laughs> I'm telling you, like we're, we're, we might have to come up with a list of the 10 worst movies to come out in the 90s. And this might be number one. Damn, bro. <laughs> yeah. so bad. Do you remember cuz we cuz we were talking about is John Travolta a good actor and right. then I was looking through his filmography and saw that and I was like wait what is white man's bird? It's a problematic title let's say to say the least. Um mm, 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 debatable. You know what I don't like? Have we talked okay. about this? Kid actors. I can't stand them. Oh, kid actors are horrible. They're the so fucking bad. Like a good kid actor is so rare and it's like a, a light shines from behind them, a corona, a crown. And like, it's like, you are blessed, sir or ma'am. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, Sixth Sense, you go back and watch that and Haley Joel Osmond is like performing on a level that's like a lot of adults wouldn't really be able to do yeah you know what i mean like yeah. he's fucking crushing it and you're just like damn dude this is this is amazing you know and like when a child actor is good it's it's really really good because you can articulate a whole nother level of of emotional range i mean stand by me one of my favorite movies of all time still haven't seen it by the way i know that's okay actually i didn't see it until six years ago seven years ago all right. well i still have time so yeah yeah, yeah. It's uh, so Stand by Me, The Sandlot, and um, the and the Goonies are the three mm. best movies oh, of of like capturing the what what it was like to be a kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Stand by Me is just great. You know, you got Kiefer Sutherland. You got fucking just so many really good actors in it. It's like impeccably acted. All the kids do really good. Joaquin Phoenix's older brother. I yeah. Think. Yep. River Phoenix, the one that passed away. And then um Corey Feldman, the Feldster. Dude, all those kids crushed it. And then the Goonies is so good. Josh Brolin's oh, yeah. still one of my favorite actors. Wait, Josh Brolin was in that? <laughs> in the Goonies? Yeah, yeah, he's the older brother. What the fuck? You guys, this map is old news. Everybody and their grandfather went looking for that. When our parents were our age. I mean, I mean, haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's his name? The pirate guy. One-eyed Willie. 
What? That was Josh Brolin? Yes. Holy shit. One of my favorite Josh Brolin roles. Definitely not my favorite. Oh my God, bro. Holy shit, it was. Whoa. Yeah, isn't that a trip? That's a total trip, man. Can't believe it. Yep. Yep. And then the Sandlot, because, you know. Well, of course. There's the Sandlot. Oh, bro, it's still, The Goonies is still playing. It's playing today and tomorrow in Monroe right now. Yeah, it, it often comes back. I mean, it, it's pretty big around here, too, because it's uh, it was filmed in Oregon. So it's damn money. Classic. Yeah. The Goonies house is in Astoria. Well, shit. So is Kindergarten Cop was also filmed in Astoria. <laughs> really? Why? Why was Astoria such a fucking hotspot? Uh, I don't know. There's a, there a small movie industry there um, for a little bit. Let's look up films or movies uh, filmed in Astoria. Yeah, good kid actor, man. Astoria. So you have Free Willy and Free Willy 2. Both had uh, spots in there. God damn. The Goonies, Kindergarten Cop, The Ring 2. Oh, okay. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oof. Not the good. Yeah. So they had uh, parts in Astoria. And then there's a couple other movies. One, Benji the Hunted, Come See the Paradise, Eben and Charlie, The Fisherman's Bride. <laughs> Uh, never heard of any of these movies green room oh that was just recently yeah that that had some yeah it's 2015 that was a great movie was it great yeah it was fucking intense you'd call it great uh fucking captain picard playing a skinhead it was weird yeah i remember yes that's right it's the band that goes to play a gig right in some yeah bum fuck yeah that's pretty real. Some random place in the woods, and then it's like neo Nazis, and they're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, that that's actually pretty realistic and terrifying at the same time, right? There are reasons that <clears throat> I have, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting some tasers, and I have my guns, and you know, it's fucking weird. Like I know there's some logical explanation that's very simple, but it is really weird why people in rural areas in america and not always but it just tends to be like hot pockets of racial extreme overt racial prejudice and like this really weird neoconservatism that's like extremely xenophobic i don't i don't know why that is i guess it's just if you're not around other types of people often you can just believe whatever i don't know it's very strange. I know there's like a logical explanation. Uh, organized religion is a is a, is a good aspect of it, um, and, and not because organized religion is written in a way that is like telling you that you know your black neighbor is worth less than you, but it's just the interpretation and the way that it's being used as a tool. It has been for such a long time, so that'll keep people apart. And then this whole aspect that fucking. The rich people, the rich conservatives have been, you know, duping white people into thinking that, you know, like, hey, if you look at everything through this view of, of race, you know, you're different than these other people and these other people are your enemies. But if they like just took that fucking lens away, they'd realize that they're in the 99% with all the poor people. Right. And then, it, you know, so it's what Selena and I were talking about today. It's like, it's kind of scary when, you know, you know, for me, I've been thinking a lot about uh, Tucker Carlson and him telling, oh, you know, pe people to go confront other people wearing masks and stuff, you know? Has he been doing that? <laughs> what a nut. Dude, Tucker Carlson 
Yeah, he's in, he's telling people to essentially incite violence and uh, get in people's faces if they're wearing masks and stuff. Ted Wheeler, uh, the mayor of Portland, is also essentially encouraging people to incite violence against uh, protesters and stuff like that. He's going full Nazi. It's fucking crazy, right? So it's just like, you know, my thought is just like, why why don't we get, why aren't there like 100 people that just go to Tucker Carlson's house and just be like, hey, bro, you want to continue this? Like, you're not going to be safe any day for the rest of your life. Right. Like, you will, you will be beaten within an inch of your life every day, you know, and just like have like doctors and fucking everyone there. Because no one fucking thinks that that dude is telling the truth. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that dude is just inciting fear and all this shit. And I'm just like, do you think he believes it? Or do you think that he is grifting in a hard or like, is it that weird place where like, he doesn't even know if he believes it? I think he believes it because, you know, whether he believed it in the beginning, but I think he genuinely believes it. Yeah. I think he, where's that coming from? Is he just so removed from everyday people? Yeah, it it all comes from fear. Like, so yeah, Selena and I were talking about this, you know, and I was like, so why don't people go up to Tucker Carlson's house? And she's like, well, that sounds like something the right would do to the left, right? And I'm like, yeah, but it, it's also when the right does it to the left, it's because they're scared. You know what I mean? They're scared of losing all this stuff. They're scared of all these other reasons. If the left goes and does that to the right, it's because it's on some moral shit. You know what I mean? It's like it would have to be on some like hell no, like you're you're not going to do this anymore type of thing. And there's a big difference in that. You know what I mean? There's a big difference in, in going to someone's like getting into a fight out of fear. That means you're going to back out. But if you're walking into a fight with nothing to fear and you have to fight for your life, dude, you're going to whoop someone's ass. You know what I mean? Like, and they know that. And that's what they're scared of this entire time is because we have the fucking populace. And if all we do is just, you know, quote, absol. If all the gangs in the world unify, right. You know, just like, on some like real shit, you know what I mean? Um, people just don't understand that. Yeah, I think the right has a moral superiority. It, it's weird because like every time I talk to somebody who's even remotely like defensive of the right, like they recognize that this shit is fucked up. Like what's happening, what the right does is is fucked up. And the left has a really good point. And then it always comes down to like, yeah, but, you know, inequality is just a natural part of the world. And for you trying to, like, fix that is a utopian uh, daydream that's going to turn into a totalitarian nightmare. That's what they always think. So they basically yeah. say, yeah, it is une unequal. And, yeah, there was there is oppression. And, yeah, like, what happened to uh, bring this country into fruition is fucked up. Like, all that shit was fucked up. But there's nothing you can do about it. It's just the way it is. It's just natural. And uh, if you try to fix it, you're just going to like flip it to the point where it's this dictatorship that's like nobody has freedom. It's like, man, I don't understand. Like, so you agree that it's fucked up, but you just don't like want to do anything about it, essentially. Those people need to be they need to think about it in, in different ways. And you know what I mean? It's it's people like us <clears throat> and our jobs to as white men to engage those people more than we want to, to try and sway them. But yeah, the I fact really that you're talking talk to them. <laughs> exactly. But the fact that you're talking to them and then that they do see that cognitive dissonance, you know what I mean? Like that's the start, right? right? right. It's just like the fact that if, if, if they understand that, 
right? And so once you get them to understand that, you can get them to go a little bit more and get them to go a little bit more, right? It's like with hip hop, you know, people are like, oh, I don't like hip hop. But then they hear, you know, this one song that samples this Elton John song that they grew up loving when they were a kid. And then all of a sudden they like hip hop and it's just like, you know, it slowly like gets wider and wider and wider. Right. It sucks. Yeah, I have a bunch of family who are fucking racists who voted for Trump and just all this, you know, idiocy. And then I have family also that are just like, who the hell is this dude? You know, so I have I have both sides of it. Yeah. When you got when you think empathy is literally a weakness, you know what I mean? Or like it's like a tool to uh, like they literally think like having empathy for people who have been fucked over by the system or wanting to do anything about it is like a tool uh, to hide your, you know, negative uh, malicious intent or whatever, or it's just like yeah. a weakness, a flaw in your character. Like it's a rough world out there and you can't have empathy for everybody. You know? Yeah. That's 100% um, societal constructs of what gender norms are. Right. Because men aren't right. supposed to be empathetic right. towards other people. And it's, yeah, I've been learning all about the gender constructs and how like, the, the human you know a man uh, uh, typically two babies brains one born male one born female are essentially the same as like my kid or like you know two people's kidneys you know what i mean right but there's all these you know there's all these constructs that are immediately shaped through social norms right that tell essentially teach people how to think certain ways and people are like oh well that doesn't make sense but it's like when you're when you're a you know, a baby, your brain can learn all languages, right? It literally is a sponge that takes in any information. So if you're feeding it, like, you know, um, if you're rewarding it for doing like having masculine traits or feminine traits, you know, based on certain things, it's going to like continue to develop those and stuff like that. But people just don't understand that like humans are all it's, it all comes down to the Republicans specifically making people not want to connect with other people. 100%. Yeah. And it's like, cause if they see if, if, if America connects, you know what I mean? These, these politicians are all dead. It's like on some Iceland shit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then the Democrats, of course, they like to take all that energy and funnel it into a very narrow and ineffective band of like, you know, this is what you do. Like you go out and vote and you go out yeah. and you walk around with a hat on and you know what I'm saying? Again, like completely misdirecting people's, you know, energies towards change yep it's like yeah let's talk about you know trans bathrooms let's talk about yeah you know voting rights let's talk about these things that literally shouldn't even be conversations no it's 2021 there's no fucking way that these things should be up for debate at this point and yet here we are no instead of you know talking about equality and races you know we have to talk about these little things you know and succulent chinese meals they're delicious which is the most important thing. What's your favorite Chinese food? Let's hear. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to hear Rob's rank top five Chinese dishes. Go succulent Chinese meals. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Singular dishes, not whole meals. Oh, 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 oh! All right. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> I would say fried rice of any kind. Okay. Uh, you got to pick one. Oh shit. What's your what's your top fried rice? Okay, 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 okay. Uh 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 uh, uh pork. No, yes. Okay. Pork. Pork fried rice. Barbecue pork fried rice or yes. just pork fried rice? Yes. 
Okay. Number five, barbecue pork fried rice. Go. All right. Now, this isn't technically Chinese necessarily, but the Chinese place next to my place, all right, has excellent chicken wings. I'm talking about some of the best, crispiest chicken-flavored chicken wings. It's like they... They put like bouillon, they like fry it in bouillon, man. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm, so, I'm uh, so Chinese chicken wings, is Chinese it like chicken. a five spice blend? Cause I mean, that's, that's, you know, they have, they have fried chicken there. I mean, that's true. It does exist. It does exist. So, you know, uh, if we're going to Japan, I think it's karage is how you pronounce it. <laughs> See, I didn't know. Uh, it's Jap- karage. Yeah. Japanese karage. fried chicken. Karage. Uh, um, all right, number three. Pot stickers. Pot stickers. Uh, are you soft or crispy? Like deep fried Ooh, or pan man. fried? Deep fried, baby. Okay, so you're a deep fried, dirty, dirty human. Yes. Okay. I'm a dirty white boy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, what else? What else? Let's see. Is uh is orange chicken? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know that guy. Who the fuck is that guy? I know him. I know him. I got his number, dude. This guy? Uh, dude, I want to fucking grab his face. I want to do this and then have him put his little snoot right there. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. I know. I wish though. God damn, I, know. I wish. You gotta get. That's a. Those are the things like what you can train cats when they're young. You know what I mean? You just do that and then you put the treat right there. Oh, and, like, hey. and, and then that's how you get them to do it because these guys, they'll stand up on their hind legs yeah. because I trained them to do that when they were little. Yeah. And, you know, like some cats will play fetch. Like cats are right. way smarter than, than you, you know, like you realize if you just have to put in a little bit of extra time with them. Right. Yes. Yeah. I wish we had fostered our kittens uh, fetching proclivities, but no, uh, you still can. We still can. I mean, we taught him to sit before he eats. Like he mm-hmm. and now like we don't even really have to say it. He just sits there politely mm-hmm. before yep. he gets yep. his food. That's this guy too. It's fucking. He amazing. sits there and he just waits. He sits and looks at the. He's like facing the wall, but he like looks back at me. <laughs> he's just like sitting there waiting while I'm getting the food. But yeah, this guy's very happy. He had a urinary infection and Ooh. now he's feeling better. So yeah, our cat had he's one been... like a couple months back. He was having trouble peeing and was not doing well. Yeah. Did you have to take him to the vet? Yeah, we had to take him to the vet. And then we had to, because uh, we were feeding him freeze dried food and adding water in, but he was still missing like fucking 50% of the water he should get every meal or something like that. Mm. So we switched to wet food and now he's like back at it. He's 100%. Oh, that's good. This guy doesn't like wet food. Huh. So that's like, that's an, an annoying part. But I think that he actually got the UTI mainly because uh, or the urinary tract stuff because uh he was all stressed out i had like my midlife crisis nervous breakdown oh so he was feeling it i think he felt it a little bit you know yeah because yeah i had a i had an an anxiety attack that lasted for like three weeks man jesus christ that's horrible for your body man oh it was great real (laughs) real good for my digestive tract no way um yeah, a lot of just vomiting, you know, and, and 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 just feeling great. But yeah, I don't know if you, I told you, my I had a, a co-worker slash buddy down here and he died of COVID. He was 32. Jesus, man. Um, yeah, like hella suddenly. And, you know, I was, was a dude that I saw fairly frequently. And uh, yeah, he's 
a indigenous Mexican guy, you know, it's just one of those things. He got the COVID blood type fucking less than a week. Just is dead. Fuck man. That's so fucked up. Yeah. So I had a, my tattoo artist's roommate had got COVID and uh, was refusing to wear a mask and was going out to a bar and stuff like that. What? So I, you know, like that dude, I, I almost went up and beat the shit out. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with people, dude? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I was just like, I was just upset about a lot of things. And then my job sucked doing more work. And yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I'm happier now, though. Well, that's good. Oh, (laughs) get on that thingy, boy. A mangy dangy boy biting on that thingy boy. <laughs> Dude, he's suckling. He's suckling at it. He's just trying. He's like getting his gums on it. He doesn't actually want to bite. <laughs> he just wants to play. This is one thing. It's like his love language. He just wants to play all the fucking time. That's like, he's like just play. awesome though, man. How old is he? Seven. Oh shit, that's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. A seven year old cat that loves to play all the time. That's a good sign. Well, he's gonna, these guys are gonna be like 20. That's what's up. They're gonna live a long time. Yes, they are. My cat's got a weird Audi butthole, so I don't know how long he's gonna last. Hopefully, he's gonna make it to, you know, 15, 16, but I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yep. How old's he now? He's uh, five, six, something like that. Okay. So. And he's doing all right so far, but yeah, he's got that extra tissue hanging out, so I don't know. That's not cute. It's not cute, and it's not great. So, but we'll see. Look at that handsy boy. Look at that fucking handsy boy. He looks soft. He looks luxurious. He looks squishy, pretty squishy. I would like to bite his ear, I think, probably. just did. He liked it. I know, right? Cats love that shit. It's it's maybe weird to non-cat owners, but yes, I bite my cat's ears. Do you use teeth or lips? I use my I teeth use lips. a little bit. I just use lips. I nibble. I nibble a little bit. He loves it. It's not weird. It's no... You have one. It's less weird than getting made out, made out with, with a dog, okay? That's a lot less weird than that. That is, yes. Yeah. What about with a cat? Our upstairs cat, he likes to make out with us. <laughs> Ew. I love the squishy parts of the cat. It's my favorite parts. Wait, we didn't finish with your with your Chinese food ranking. Uh, Mongolian beef. Was that number two? Because number three was orange chicken? Yep. Mongolian beef. Love Mongolian beef. This is not necessarily an order, by the way. This is just what I can think of in the moment. Um, no, it's supposed to be an order. Shit! No, no, it's fine. All right, what's number one? Number one. Rob's number one Chinese dish. Uh, Garlic chicken? Okay. (laughs) What about you, man? Come on, man. What about you? Let's go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'd like to just real quick include the little potato, like, latke type things you can get from a Chinese restaurant sometimes. Okay, go ahead. Potato, yeah, some Jewish like, food at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> they're not officially latkes, but they're little like potato pancakes with green onions, and they're like 
pretty good. Oh, the little the little egg foo young patties. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Okay, that's that's I think so. Yeah, that's good. All right, for me, number one, I'm gonna go from number one to number five. Number one is peckin duck. Ooh, okay, word. Yes, yes. Uh, usually takes about 48 hours to prepare. Oof. Delicious. Oof. Yeah. Uh, my number two, fried rice. Oh, dude, yes. Which one? Which one? Which one? I'll say veggie fried rice. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. And then my number three, sesame chicken. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? That's You're not really wrong good. about num- that at all. Yeah. My number four is uh, like uh, Chinese green beans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, like sauteed Chinese green beans. Just so good. Simple. And then my number five would be. I can't remember the exact name of it, but there was this restaurant in Bellingham that was Northeastern Chinese food, and they had this dry fried chicken that was very, 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 very good. Nice. Is it actually just fried chicken? Uh, it, it's a honey glazed pork. Okay. It's really good. Honey glazed anything, man. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. What's your favorite? What's your favorite tacos in Seattle? Ooh, tacos. Let's see. Ooh, you know what? Uh, there's this place in West Seattle, and there's somewhere else too, but I can't remember. But uh, West Seattle doesn't count. That's like a whole other city. <laughs> that's like a whole other. Oh no, county, I'm sorry. Dude. No, no, no. Beacon Hill. Sorry, Beacon Hill. Okay, not West. Seattle. Okay, that's, that's um, much different. Yeah, yeah, way <laughs> fucking different. Uh, Beacon Hill. Two hours different. I know. Uh, Beacon Hill has these has this place that has these really good al pastor tacos. Of course, it's marinated in pineapple, but then they put pineapple on top of it with a little guac, and it's just, like, so good. I love it. I can't remember what it's It's like a chain, though. I'm not sure where it is. can't remember what it's called. It's unacceptable. I know. It's called uh, uh, Taco Bell. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) If they had El Pastor Taco Bell, I'd try it for sure. I would not because El Pastor is one of my favorite things. You think it maybe ruined? Have you ever seen the Al Pastor? Oh, Tacos Chukis, it's called. Tacos Chukis. Anyway. Have you ever seen the Al Pastor wheel? No. So I've always said it, and I can definitively believe it now, but uh, Mexican food is the best food. It is the most, it's, it's, it's the greatest. Okay. Okay. Just ex- just accept that. Okay. But it is the most diverse. It has the most uh, influence. Oh, but so there's a lot of German and Mediterranean uh, background in Mexican food. Right. And so you will recognize. And music, actually. Yeah. Well, exactly. With the whole uh, the accordions and everything, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Let's see that shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That looks like a Euro place. Exactly. That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're going to recognize that, but they stack it up like, oh, if you have Netflix, watch the Taco Chronicles episode on <laughs> Outback Store. Taco it's Chronicles. Great. Yeah. Fire. It is. And, and Fuego. Sue Pudinor. Yo poder ver que usted ser caballo reasonable. Yo estoy muy embarazada por la que pasar por Lupe. Ella comer mi accidente de comión y yo no más quiera que hacer que Lupe ser libro. Yo tenor mucho demasiados buenos años enfrente para pasar mi vida en fábrica cigarros. Fuego. Fuego. My name's Fuegelita. Fuegelita. 
Mamacita. Not sorry, God made me this way. Really? I said it staring in a mirror. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't. I, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's one thing that I can understand during the pandemic. It is that it has done a toll on us parents, let me tell you. Don't you just feel like sometimes you wish you could just leave the door open and let the kids roam, but not really have to worry about them? Now, we got a solution for you. With the electric fence for your child, you don't have to worry about him wandering out too far. The electric fence for your adolescent, toddler, or youngster. It is a simple microchip that you implant into their temple, and if they cross a certain line, they will get a zap. And you might be thinking, I don't want to hurt my kid too much. Do not worry. You can control the voltage of the zap. Little Timmy, uh, you know, just not listening. You really want to uh, teach him a lesson? Kids need boundaries, that's all I can say. And now we've got literal electrified boundaries for your child. Available now at Stamat. So I'm in the other room and I could hear you the whole time. Nice. So you walk in and you're singing Royals and then Bruno Mars. Yep. I like how you're gonna go take some weed. Take a weed, correction. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir. I'm gonna go take a weed. I'm gonna take a weed, maybe. Hey, you know, I'm just gonna chop up some weed and then. So, uh, when I was at work one time and it was kind of slow, um, this kid was like, yo, you give me 10 bucks, I'll fucking snort some pickles. Come again. I was oh. like, what? He's like, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I'll chop up the pickle and I'll snort it. And I was like, why would you do that? And I was like, I'm not gonna pay you to do that. <laughs> you suggested it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then so he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, good for you, if man. You get, if you get sick, because I'm the manager, right, of this restaurant, and I was like, you're not going home. You know, if you snort this and you're uncomfortable, <laughs> you're not going home. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the world that I have to, the, the people I had to manage. Dude, <laughs> some of the people I had to manage, it was so amazing. Like, over the years, I had to manage this dude. And I won't put in his name, but he wouldn't mind if I uh, put in his name. Realistically, I actually kind of wanted to get him on the show, but uh, he is a functioning meth head. Oh, wow. Those are rare, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. And so it is It is kind of like, I don't know if he's off the deep end or anything right now, but he's this dude that I worked with. He's like super funny, definitely goes over the line, like over the top a lot. Um but he did 16 years, I think, in prison for God killing, damn. for manslaughter. And he killed his abuser. Oh. That was quite the little roller coaster I was on. Jesus Christ, man. Is it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy is a roller coaster, though. His, he's an amazing, like, he's just a crazy person. So he's writing a book about his life and everything. Good for him. And uh, You should probably get somebody to help him because... Uh... Well, I, I, I was for a while. If he's on meth. But he, I mean, while he was in prison for the 16 years, he wrote down everything he remembered, you know? So he's got all his, like, all of his stuff that he has to just type up and everything and then and then figure out from there. But, yeah, he killed his abuser with his bare hands. Damn, dude. I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel really good about that. Like, he's justified. Isn't it weird, though? It's like, yeah, but... I, I feel bad for him. 
for him more than the other guy, you know? For sure, man. Like, fuck uh, but that he that abused him. He beat him to death fuck, with his man. hands. So that gives me the feels of like a good revenge story. There's nothing better. You know what I mean? Like revenge stories are so good. But at the same time, then he goes to prison for 16 years. That fucking sucks. You know, mm-hmm. like he feels like it was worth it. Yeah. All right. He, he, he wouldn't take it back. Um, nope. He, he beat the dude to death with his bare hands. And he said it was worth every, every fucking moment. But the thing is, like, this guy's abuse to him. He was doing meth and and or he was like drinking and stuff by like age 10, you know, like just because mm-hmm. of the, the place that he was like he grew up in and stuff. So like substances were were there for him. So it's not like he did started doing meth because of this guy. But at the same time, maybe it had a large had part to, to do with it. But yeah. but yeah, so like some of the employees that I had, like this dude killed a guy, you know, like there's another dude. who's like a lot of the dudes were from prison, just got out of prison for a long time. And they would do these things where they'd like try and, you know, like puff up their chest and like kind of test you out a little right, bit right. to see if you were going to fold. And it's just like kind of the prison culture thing. Right. And I always just be like, they never, they never got me to back down. And so I immediately got their respect. Yeah. Cause it's not prison. <laughs> like, dude, I'm your manager, man. I'm not an inmate with you. <laughs> well, yeah, but you'd be surprised how like a lot of people are, are like spineless or unwilling to like, like, I'm not afraid of confrontation. Right. Like, and so they could just see that, you know what I mean? They're like, Oh, I, this guy's not going to mess with me. And I was like, I'm not going to met like, you're not going to mess with me and I'm going to go to bat for you. So that's why they started to like me. But right. it was funny. I had like dudes in their forties that had got out of prison. And then I had like 16 year olds that I had to manage, you know, like and just, just everything in between. So what an interesting social environment. Yeah. Managing a fast food restaurant. Pepper with cheese. You son of a bitch. I'm right behind you. Turn around and ask me for pepper with cheese, yo. Why you gotta make me feel inferior? Cause I'm on the grill, B. Yep. <laughs> as, a, as a as a man in his late twenties, you know, was yeah, uh, yeah. And it wasn't just like a McDonald's. It's like a it's like a good fast food restaurant. It's Hell like yeah. On an In and Out level or something, but. So we have to rank bad child actors now, dude. Because yeah. because because of your take about. Uh, you don't like child actors. Yeah, not well, a question. Fan. Question here. Question: Does anyone? like child actors like as a blanket good like, question yeah good question you know oh dude it was andrew lawrence dude that kid yeah it's fucking andrew lawrence well i broke his nose so well as you can see i'm punching him right at the top of the bridge <laughs> of the nose that will make him black out he won't be able to see for very long and then i will beat him up have you ever heard of money plane yes oh really oh shit okay have you seen it no oh, okay me neither I, I have I seen a, a hilarious review. <laughs> the reason that I know about it is because so back when I was in high school and hyper paranoid and like collecting all the media because I thought it would all be taken down eventually. I collected a bunch of movies from a bunch of people and that movie was in one of the folders. Oh so I God. think I have it on my, my in a hard drive. Yeah, that was uh, produced, I think, by the Lawrence Brothers. And it definitely stars uh, the Lawrence Brothers or it has a minute. Yeah. Anyway, it looks really bad. Like comically so. Like comically horrible. What's the worst, just off the top of the head, worst child actor performance? Hmm, god damn. I know what it is for I know what it is for me. That's a great question. Um there's so many to choose from. For me, it's Anakin Skywalker. Chesko Saboba. Chipoka Umengisa. 
Ooh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's got to be. Young Annie. Because not only was it probably one of the worst performances from a child actor in history, but also it was a very, like, big movie. It was like a blockbuster movie that came out that summer. And there was merch everywhere. Toys, action figures. Yes. I played the card game that was based <laughs> off of it. Let's see. I sold all my Pokemon cards to get Star Wars cards. Oh, geez. And I actually entered in tournaments for that Star Wars game. Oh, my and I God. And I won at least one of those tournaments. What, the pot? Oh, the, the card game? Yeah, the card game. <laughs> um, yeah. Anakin, uh, but here's another hot take. As bad as that kid was, Hayden Christensen is, is still a worse actor. And still worst of a cast than anything else. You know, I will say, because I know for a fact that Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor can act. I know for a fact. I've seen them. However, in those movies, they did such shit jobs. It was like they were fucking animatronic, m- malfunctioning animatronic robots. That's that's the editing, though. That's not, I don't even, that's editing and direction. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because exactly. those people can clearly act. You know what I mean? And exactly. And so they're just going off the director. And so that's why I think Hayden Christensen got a really bad rap. Because that was his, like, star turn, you know? That was, like, him breaking through. But he didn't get, like, he doesn't have anything else that is, like... I think it ruined him. Okay. I'm saying, like, for example, uh, Ryan Gosling, right? He had the notebook, and everyone was like, oh, he's the notebook guy, right? Right, right. And then, and then, he, and then he does Drive, and he does uh, Lars and the Real Girl, and he right, does right, Blade right. Runner. And right. you're just like, oh, shit, Ryan Gosling is like, yeah, he's like, he's, he's, you know, Brad Pitt next level. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, okay, you know, he's, he, he can act. And I think it was, you know, similar. But he, but point is Hayden Christensen didn't have anything good afterward. You know, he didn't have like a Ryan Gosling of like a turn up in his career. He's, you know, it all is just like, he sucked to start and he's not good now. What is the premise of Little Italy? Okay, so it's a romantic comedy that should have been made. It was made in 2018, but it it definitely plays like it was made in 1999 or earlier. And it was it's all about like Italian stereotypes and like it's just bizarre. It, the the log line is a young couple must navigate a blossoming romance amidst the war between their families competing pizza restaurants. Terrible. Take a lap. It is so badly acted at every moment and it is based entirely on racial stereotypes. Can I also point out that he is a Canadian actor? He is born in Vancouver. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada. But I will say this though. This is for his credit though, to his credit. Uh, he was horrible in the prequels, but his voice acting in the Clone Wars TV series was actually very competent and pretty good. Hmm. Surprised you didn't know that. So, I mean, take that for what you will. Oh, you mean that he did one episode? No, no, he was like Anakin in the Clone Wars, and his voice acting was much, much more emotive and better mm. than any of the prequels. And also, he's going to be Darth Vader in the Obi Wan Kenobi TV miniseries that's coming out. That sounds horrible. I'm hoping the it'll fact be okay. that they took Darth Darth Vader was the greatest villain. Of all cinema, cinema history. Yeah, you're going, you're going into the '90s, and you have Darth Vader is the archetype for badassness. Okay, right. everything about him is amazing, from James Earl Jones' voice to his helmet 
to everything. Right. His suit. Yep. His presence in general, how people regard him. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, we're going to bring him back. Right. We're going to bring him back and bring him back as a young, you know, you gotta, you gotta emote with him. And then they choose the two worst actors potentially of the, of our lifetime in the young Anakin Skywalker and Hayden Christensen. But I will say number one, uh, worst Star Wars casting was Hayden Christensen for that. Like, I don't think there's anything that's worse. The second one I would pick would be uh, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> really? I don't think he did a good job. <laughs> well, see, okay, but that's what I'm saying. There's a through line here with these prequels. I think Hayden Christensen really didn't get an opportunity. I think at every turn, uh, what's his face? What's his name with the fucking beard? George Lucas. I think he fucked up like any opportunity anyone had to be like honest and emotive and real. Yeah. But I'm saying, but I'm also saying that Hayden Christensen had like 15 other movies to show that he was good and he didn't. That's fair. That's fair. That he was good. Like, you know, so it's gotta be all these other fucking directors all sucked as well, or he's just a horrible actor. That is a good point because uh, for example, in twilight, right. Ed, uh, what's his name? Yeah, that dude can act. Robert that dude Batman. can act his fucking ass off. He's great. Yeah, yeah. You see the lighthouse. You see yeah. even that good time. Fuck man, so. Did good. you see that? Uh, uh, the devil all the time. Did yeah, that so one? good. So yeah. fucking good. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Like that was the one where I was like, okay, this dude's dude. He has range. Incredible. He has, range. He has range. But yeah, he once again he started out in Twilight. He started out as this teen heartthrob thing, kind of like we were saying with Ryan Gosling, and did a horrible job the whole time. I, I haven't seen or read or I, I i know nothing about the twilight so i really can't give a, an opinion besides the fact that i just don't enjoy vampires that much so same and i also don't enjoy or romance stories i mean the princess bride's great i like a good i like a good you know good heart story you know yeah but at the See, same I mean, time if it's good you know no matter what it it's is gotta be real it can't be contrived contrite contrived are you talking Trite. contrived uh, it can't be a word that I'm thinking about. An act of contrition. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. And then I'm also going to point out uh, another aspect to his legacy that didn't necessarily help him out is that he was partnered with Rachel Bilson for 10 years, who is the most bland, probably the most bland actress of all time. <laughs> okay. Rachel Bilson. I don't even know. If I know she was that. in she was in the OC. That's how she got famous. <laughs> Well, and she she has not done anything good. She just has this like this. I don't have a soul look to her. Your soul is mine. I have no. I've never seen this woman before. I don't think. Well, um, I'm not a fan. Fair enough. Listen, that's the important part. And I was like, who? Who Why? the fuck? Why the hell? What does that? What does that mean? What the shield? What the shield? What the shield? Um, but I gotta say, man, I I am not gonna die on the hill, but I will maybe participate in a small, low stakes battle on the hill that Hayden Christensen is better than people give him credit for. Somehow, I feel like it's not necessarily. I don't have great evidence for that claim, but I think I'm gonna watch a movie with him in it. And see how he does besides Little Italy, because I think maybe it was also like he got a bad rap for the movie and then his agents didn't work hard enough or didn't believe in him. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe. Or he was like too unwilling to take a big risk like uh like Robert Pattinson and and uh Ryan Gosling because they went in weird directions after their big ridiculous movies. Like Robert Pattinson in fucking good time is like like the best acting. It's amazing. Like I fully believe that he is that scumbag. And I don't see Robert Patton Pattinson. That's amazing. Robert. Robert Pattinson. I want to see Hayden Christensen disappear in, in his role. And I haven't seen that yet. Uh, Jake Lloyd is the name of young Anakin. Oh. And that ruined his life. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. It's God awful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I think Haley Joel Osment might win the title of looking the worst now. <laughs> Jake Lloyd. No, no, Haley Joel Osment. Oh, Haley Joel Osment, but he is killing it. Have you seen Future Man? No, is, is he acting again? Oh, yeah, dude, he's so good in it. Hmm. He's completely decided that, listen, I know y'all are going to make fun of me, so I'm going to do it first. And it is awesome. He's in been He's been in a bunch of comedic roles where he is quite hilarious, I got to say. Future Man. That's good to hear. Last time last time I heard of him, he heard anything about him, he was doing a lot of cocaine at parties in <laughs> uh in his apartment in i bet he was uh, yeah my buddy par- uh, partied at his place i believe it oh yeah so that's good he's working again he took a he took a little bit of a dive he did yeah because he only started one movie between 2003 and 2010 you know or you know, like three movies yeah he was he was doing a lot of uh, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of yeah, he was at Connor's fucking Emporium is what was happening. He was, uh, he actually did a really funny, like, uh, self-effacing role in Comedy Bang Bang mm. when it was on, uh, like, HBO or Showtime or whatever. And I was like, God damn, Haley Joel Osment, what's up? Yeah, was- apparently he's on, uh, I didn't realize, he's in the new X-Files. Do you think I'm spooky? Which I haven't seen. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, he was in Future Man, which you were talking about. So uh, he was in three episodes of Silicon Valley. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then he he was in an Eric Andre show, Comedy Bang Bang, Drug History. So yeah, he clearly got into the the more lighthearted shit. Yeah, he did. He started doing a couple voices in Family Guy in two in two thousand one. I love that. I love that. He's like, you know what? I know I did a lot of dramatic shit, and I was like a real actor, but. It's like it's not that serious. It sucks that he got stuck in that role, but I think it's just mainly he got he got kicked in the dick with the childhood acting and all that. He told like him, and, and, you know, and, but he's an extremely good actor. So it was just he also did a, a shitload of voices for Kingdom Hearts. All those oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I enjoyed AI. A lot of people didn't. I did. Uh, Sixth Sense was excellent. Secondhand Lions was awkward, but eh, whatever. I never saw AI, but I heard good things. I enjoyed it. I thought it was like a pretty cool sci-fi epic. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of uh, truth in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in uh, What We Do in the Shadows, too. Uh, the TV series. Really good. Mm-mm. 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 Um, I believe it in the shadows. Yeah, he's great, man. Uh, he's good. He's doing things. I love it. I love it. I love him. I he's love great. him. I love him. 
going out to the club tonight? Are you just upset that, you know, you might lose your buddy? He's a little bit too wild when, you know, you guys go drinking. All of a sudden you turn around and you're alone. You're alone with a bunch of strangers and you don't want that. You got to make sure that you guys stay attached at the hip. Well, now you can literally stay attached at the hip with adult leash for your drunken friends. Yes, it is like a dog leash that clips on at the hip that will not allow your friend to wander too far from your sight. Available now at Starmark and Connor's Cocaine Emporium. You lean back and it's just me punching the kid in the face. So good. And you just you just transposed into me, just smiling, punching this kid. The glee on your face really like it's pretty good. It cements it. It's like, hey, this is hey mom. Look at me. I'm punching this kid. In the hey nose. mom. <laughs> Look, Ma, using my fist. So, you're actually kind of well, yeah, no, you're punching the bridge of his nose, which exactly, that, would, yeah. that would hurt. You know what yeah. I mean? You're gonna punch there. And you're punching it in pretty hard. I mean, it's like yeah. curved in. That's what I'm saying. Like I am, he's blacking out. He, his vision is going all blurry. He's and, seeing and, spots. And, then, and at that moment, that's when you really have to strike, you know? Right. You, you either let up or you, or you strike, you know? And, right. and, and for me, I, you know, I'm like a viper. Right. So, you know, I hit him. He's a little hit. I ring his bell. <laughs> As you know, this, this is the bell ringing that's going on right. right here. Right. And then, and then after his bells rung, uh, he, you know, he proceeds to. Be like that. Is that the Mortal Kombat theme? Mm-hmm. That was a really bad rendition of it. Mortal Kombat. And that's what would happen with this kid. That's the thing about MMA, bro. Like, fuck. You just get your face smashed in. They say it's better than, like, better for your brain than football, boxing, for example, or football. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the reason so, or like the the physics behind it is that it is that a like while there's padding on a fist that is in a boxing glove, the surface area is larger because they wrap the fist with a bunch of stuff, and then they put this glove on, right? And so you're hitting someone with a bigger bigger uh, surface area, and so it can cause more concussive damage. Uh. And so if you're bare knuckle boxing. Um, and, and doing MMA and things like that, it actually isn't going to be doing as much damage. Like internally, it, it'll, it'll fuck you up, you know, like potentially it'll break bones. And there's a lot of things like that that can happen, but you're not going to have as much long-term uh, brain damage done in MMA uh, when people are bare fisted and stuff like that. So Jesus. Yeah. I just, I kind of don't want to get my face beat in like eight times in a row. Well, that dude got up afterward and like he put on a suit and looked baller and said that the dude knocked him <laughs> out and he was just like, "Yeah, dude, I got he has my number," you know. Right. And he was like, he was a, he was hella G about it. But that dude also I love that shit. QAnon and stuff. Oh, what the fuck, really? Yeah, yeah, the guy that got knocked that got knocked out. He was oh, he was a, a a Trump proponent and a QAnon <laughs> rocker. So it was how can like you believe Karma's... in QAnon at this point? It's well, over. Well, he, 
he doesn't believe in it anymore and he oh. has admitted that he went too far with it uh, okay. promoting it and all that stuff but you know um it was like karma hit him in the face and then hit him in the <laughs> face five more times when he was already knocked out that's right it was like the ref was like three four five. okay it's, it's, it's like he's <laughs> clearly the medic out. out here dude there's there, if you look up more of that like just looking it up on twitter like there are some just really good angles and some really good photos of it where it's just like in that angle it almost looks like he doesn't he's like he was like uh, tired and, and didn't try to dodge you know what yeah I mean? yeah but it's that's like, what it looked like he was like slowing down because he he got hit he blocked it with this uh wrist but then he like just lowers his hands probably because he's so tired no it's he's actually not that tired he if the other guy just jukes him out and and fakes him out so good that uh, he makes him look like he's like not even a fighter he just like fakes him out and, and gets him and just slides past and just connects him with one of the cleanest rights has ever been no for real dude made. it was just like boo. yeah yeah there's some ringside angles where you just see like the mist from his sweat yeah. just like man still what a class act though he gets up he's like you know what yeah I'm I'm asking. You, you fucking yeah. killed it yep. exactly that's why it's not all you gotta do i mean yeah people that, that don't know how to lose suck yeah i would have got up and immediately been like you cheated there's no way there's no way that was a that was a that was a dirty hit. That was a dirty hit. I someone drugged my coffee earlier today. I I, w- I would come up with five excuses. Exactly. You would uh, meet him in the parking lot afterward and mm-hmm. have uh, it's about six guys that all had brass knuckles. That's right. And I would have a crowbar. I'd hit yep. him from behind when he didn't even know I was coming. Definitely. Because you don't you don't fucking win over me, okay? No, you just have your buddies hold him down, and then and then you would crowbar his car. Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry. This is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> his his Rolls Royce. Oh yeah. man! And he would just have to watch. It's fucking like up. you cheating, son of a bitch! I know you cheated. I'm a sore loser. <laughs> Look at me. Look at how sore I am. I'm so sore right now. Yeah, dude. Why don't people say that anymore? Like when they're angry, you know? Like back in the day, they'd be like, "I'm so sore over this," you know? Yes. Why don't they do that shit anymore, man? Come on. I don't know. Come, Come on, on, guys. Just say you're sore. I think if you if you tell people that you're sore, they might think that it has a more sexual connotation now. Oh. Because uh, butt play is a very common... Uh, right. Come again. You know. They would immediately think you're talking about your anus. Well, they, yeah. It'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm also sore. You know, my kaleidoscope butt, butt plug just came in the mail. And, you know. Ooh. My sphincter. It's so sparkly. My sphincter is so sparkly. Can I just say, people who unironically wear red Yankees caps yeah. or any red baseball cap yeah. today, yeah, it takes a level of uh, unawareness that is, it's pretty, it's pretty great. It's unawareness or... Uh, dedication? Yeah, or <laughs> dedication. Like, <laughs> because man, anytime I see a red hat, I'm like, oh shit, Jesus Christ, what is this? 
it's just a fucking tractor or some shit or baseball yeah. team. Thanks, thanks, Trump. <laughs> See, now we get to say that for the next, you know, decade or whatever, like people do about Obama. I still like to say that about Obama, even now. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Bama. Oh, great. I have a hemorrhoid. Thanks, Obama. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy Carter. Asshole. <laughs> Seriously, uh, Richard Nixon, you fucking bitch. Oh, I just stepped in a pile of shit. Thanks, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just got arrested for child abuse. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just robbed a mini mart. Thanks, Harry S. Truman. <laughs> There's things that you are responsible Thanks, for. Thanks, Taft. Yeah. <laughs> Taft. <laughs> yeah, man. Taft's my favorite president. Taft's underrated. <laughs> He's highly underrated. underrated. Yeah. It's my favorite of the president. I like to call him a life Taft because <laughs> life of how Taft. important yeah. he is to me. <laughs> and also his similarity to the physical shape of a life raft. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A small vessel. A, a dinghy. He's uh, he's quite the dinghy. He dings. Quit playing with your dinghy. Quit playing with your dinghy. Shake that lefty dafty. That lefty dafty. Oh, shake that lefty dafty. So one thing I want to do is I want to do a uh, at the end of each episode, uh, send out a fuck you to someone. Okay, nice. You know. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want to say once again, fuck you, Howard Schultz. Uh, hate your guts and hope you go to hell. Uh, do you want to elaborate on it or just send that out into the universe? The end. Um, what do you think? Do you think it should be specifically vague? Yeah, I like vague, though. You know what? Yeah. Uh, what I, you know who Howard, you know, who Howard Schultz is. We've talked about that, right? Uh, he's the owner of a company. I can't remember which one. He was the CEO of Starbucks and the ah. owner of the Sonics. There you go. Supersonics. And Supersonics. so he, I want, yeah. So yeah, I could, I guess we should probably elaborate. Be like, All right. I want to say, fuck you, Howard Schultz taking, uh, you know, team from Seattle, putting it in Oklahoma city and you're an asshole. You're an asshole. And your coffee sucks. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, uh, we could do we could do one we could do one a day. You know, it could be political. Yeah, it could be uh, just anything. I could say you know we could say fuck you, Ted Wheeler. You know, for uh, for right. doing this. We could say uh, you know fuck you, uh, Ted Cruz, for just looking like Ted Cruz. Not even <laughs> not having... even getting into his political anything. Just, just for the looking face like that he you. has. Yeah, yeah. exactly. His visage, yeah, yeah. You you could basically. That's fair to say. I think. Um, uh, I I could say. Uh, you know, fuck you, Bruno Mars, because you know, you might be the nicest guy ever, but I hate your music. Um, but I don't know if I'd want to say fuck you to Bruno Mars. I don't know if I'd go that hard. I he didn't. In my opinion, I don't think he's done anything too bad. No, I just don't like his music. No, sir, I didn't like it. I just really don't like his music. So that doesn't deserve a fuck you. So yeah, you're right. I think he's probably all right. Uh, let's see. Well, I'd like to say uh, Pat Robertson. Yeah, fuck Pat Robertson. Who's, what, who's Pat Robertson? Tell me. He's a uh, televangelist. Ooh. And uh, I just feel like he's a big old fat hypocrite. 
and is making money off of a lot of poor Americans who uh, really believe in some nonsense. And so basically, fuck him. And Jerry Falwell, too. Fuck him. All right. I'm making, I'm making a list. We're going to have a... Actually, especially Falwell. Yeah. I don't think we want to elaborate too much because you want to keep it kind of like light and funny as much as possible. Actually, no. You can just hit him in the dick over and over again. Um, yeah. So basically, fuck televangelists in general. I don't like them. Mm. I think they're a bunch of grifters. I think they're cynical uh, assholes who are very greedy. That's what I think, dude. What, do you want to fucking argue about it on Facebook? Come at me. Let's do it. I don't even have a Facebook, though. Can you give me your Facebook password? We'll yes. Facebook. Please go argue with people using my Facebook. Thank you. All right. And that would be delectable. Delectable. Luscious. Scrumptious. Delicious, delectable, scrumptious. That's pretty much my uh, the limit of my vocabulary on that particular subject. All right, this this episode is going to be Rob searching Wikipedia to find his favorite Mexican foods, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like yeah. you and no one else. You're on a Zoom call, and you're just like, like, just yeah. Just Googling Mexican foods and being like, um, uh, uh, chimichangas, um, <laughs> jalapeno, uh, or yeah. Your top five favorite actors. I'm like, um, uh, uh, Tom Cruise and um, um, uh, uh, Meg uh, Ryan. I don't, uh, oh, God. Tom Hanks. Tom Clancy. Is that one? I don't. Jesus. I can't. Tom Hardy. Oh. Fuck. Tom Hardy is in the same echelon. Okay. This is actually not true. Not quite the same echelon, but Tom Hardy and the guy who played the most recent Joker. Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. I feel like we're in similar echelons where they go a little too much into character and sometimes it's like too much and like you're not not doing the best job, kind of. Oh, Bane didn't work for me. Where a thousand men have languished under the name of this man. Bane did not work for me either. I, I was like, what are you doing? This is the most confusing set of choices that you've made. It's just like, he's like, I want to sound like Batman, but like more like Batman. I want so he's to like, I'm going to sound like a different Batman. Batman. It's like, what is this? It was, it was the worst. Yeah, it's bad. Well, that movie was very confusing plot-wise, and I didn't, I, I didn't like it very much. It was very uh, scattered. It didn't Not, seem very cohesive to me. A lot of people didn't want to admit that it was bad. I've noticed this, which is like, dude, it's okay. Like the second one is fucking phenomenal. The first one was all right. It was pretty good. Just why do you need to keep the third one? Just fuck that one. Like, it's well, I mean, not good. It's fine if they want to put it out and, you know, people want to see it, but I just don't understand why people have to be like, no, it was good. Yeah, it wasn't. It's like, but it wasn't, but yeah, it just wasn't good though. The acting was not that great. The plot was a confusing mess. The character motivations from scene to scene to me didn't really feel very organic. How's that for fucking critical analysis of. Did it feel more, more organic than organic? Morganic? Mm-hmm. Like uh like Morgan? Yeah. Morganic M- Morganic Freeman. Morganic Freeman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phenomenal. Morgan Freeman can do no wrong. It doesn't matter what he's in or what he does. 
he can do no wrong. Titty sprinkles. Mm-mm. I do love me some titty sprinkles. In the morning, I like to put titty sprinkles on my pancakes. And when my friends aren't looking, I like to snort them up my nose. He's officially earned the right to just do whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. And it's still good. Is that true? Yes. Mm. Morgan Freeman. That was my awful attempt. A horrible, disappointing, sad attempt at a Morgan Freeman impression. It was pretty bad. I'm Morgan Freeman. It doesn't even sound like him at all. Hi, I'm, I'm, my name's Morgan. Hello, my name is Morgan Freeman. It does sound like a pretty white name. <laughs> well, except for Freeman. Freeman was a pretty prominent black name in the South. It's an oversight that I'm not willing to admit. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> yep. I mean, look at that guy. What a, what a 70s looking man. He's just so 70s. He's of his time for sure. <laughs> Rub it gently. Don't go against the grain. <laughs> get him irritated. Just, yeah, rock hard abs. <laughs> but what's funny about the 70s is like, not only was there not that much definition, it was all about like the uh, like impression of muscles. You couldn't see every single one of them. Yeah. And also he's like super hairy too. Oh yeah. It's so yeah. interesting because like not, that's not really like what's attractive generally, or at least wasn't for a long period of time when well, do you know, I've been alive. Do you know why it's not attractive to be hairy anymore? Why? Uh, because you can sell more beauty products. Like it's just, mm. it, everything's, everything is trend. Like totally, totally. when you, you know, when you look at what the, the, the male is supposed to look like, he's supposed to smell good. He's supposed to be very well manicured. He's supposed to like right. be edged. You know what I mean? Um, right. At this point it is like in, it is, you know, almost expected if you're like wealthy and in the spotlight that you, if you are a man or a woman, you're going to get your haircut multiple times a week. You're going yep. to get your lines done, you know, like yep. everything about it. There's so many beauty products that are that are uh, pushed towards men and stuff like that. So you've it's had like some back... work done. You've been waxed and shaven, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. have a personal and... trainer and a nutritionist. Yep, yep, and yeah, and there's you know the plethora of it was crazy in that penis enlargement uh, documentary that I had to watch. The people who are getting it the most are their ages like 25 to 35. Mm. They're like our age, which is like you're like what? you know it's just like but these dudes are like yeah I want to you know. They have this like image of perfection, right. but there's these whole social media has definitely um, pushed the ideology that uh, marketing tried to, in, uh, you know, imbibe in people uh, with all of this, the, the beauty products and stuff like that, you know, how right. Old Spice does for men and stuff, you know. Well, social have, media is definitely the most efficient, effective method of propagandization or whatever, because it not only is fucking everywhere, uh, but it also can like personally cater to you and your personality and like the things that make you insecure and the products that you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so much more uh, sinister and insidious than television, mm -hmm. which was yeah. already so bad. <laughs> it's funny because 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the internet sucks because all these people just go and seek out the echo chamber and then, and then, you know, shout into it and have everyone on the internet shout back. But it's interesting because Facebook and a lot of, a lot of Instagram and, and all these companies, they straight up market, they like turn the internet, your internet in experience into an echo chamber. Mm-hmm unless you do so many things to like try to avoid it. But like I go on the internet, not to like hear everyone from my opinion, but like to find new shit. And so it's made just being on the internet so much more annoying because it's just like, Oh, you clicked this, like for instance, me on Spotify, Spotify used to like give me suggestions and stuff like that. It used to have like new releases and stuff. And now it's just like, Oh, you listened to this one song once. So we're going to put it on every playlist, you know? And it's just like, there is new music coming out. Like, I don't want to hear this one song again, you know? Right. Salida puts on a Drake song and then all of a sudden five Drake songs right. are on my, on my <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Algorithms run everything now. And it's like, man, I watched this Ted talk a long time ago about algorithms and how we're relying more and more in every facet of our lives to be uh, assisted by algorithms but we don't really understand algorithms that well. And so they end up doing really unexpected things. <laughs> like we're basing our whole lives on this as always though, as always, we're basing our entire lives on things we really don't quite have a great grasp on. Thank you, little roots. Please stay strong. Yeah, that's, but that's like humans. That's what humans be doing. Well, yeah. And then there's the whole aspect that algorithms can essentially do whatever you want them to do yeah and it's a tool and the you know blacksmith or or, or, or the, the the craftsman you know it can manufacture that tool and yeah. create that tool to do essentially whatever they want it to true that. so so that's why you have algorithms that the nfl uses that say that black people are less intelligent than white people therefore they should be compensated less for their cognitive distress that is caused to them you know throughout their Man, tenure at the, the nfl f- that's that nfl they do that you hear about that yeah no? the, the nfl they made it so they had this whole uh was it cte you know like the whole the brain injuries and stuff yeah. like that they they did a pretty quietly they did a whole loss or uh there's a lawsuit that got filed and then they filed for a settlement and the settlement was agreed upon and it turned out that what the like the math looked good on paper but like the base analogy that they were basing the algorithm off of was that black people have a lower cognitive ability than white people and so therefore if like they're only operating at you know 70 percent of their brain capacity now they 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 only had the ability to to operate at 90 so what it makes the it fuck? exactly. So this it's is just 1908. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. Exactly. It's on some like whoever the fucking idiot that, that wrote that phrenology shit, you know, back in right. the day. Um, they're basing it off of just archaic math or archaic science. So science is just one of those things. It's like anyone can use it to like really fuck up and promote the wrong thing. Right. Well, it's definitely the base assumptions like they're so important that they're correct because if you don't have the base assumptions correct, the whole fucking methodology fails to give exactly accurate information. Yeah. You can't put in, you can't put in the wrong data into an equation and expect to get the right answers out. 
exactly like it and, and you know expect to get a fair answer out it's just yeah so that's one example but yeah algorithms are being used all the time to uh put people down to make yeah. uh you know um people of different ethnicities and stuff like that like you know be worth less you know and like Jesus what Christ, what man. is the what is the point of all this data gathering and censuses and you know re- re- fucking restructuring zones and and all that stuff you know it's just to like keep white people in power you know yeah yeah like everything is just out there to keep white people in power hence this nfl algorithm they use where they're just like oh we're, we're gonna give white people more money than the black people that did the same thing what year was this this is just recent this is last year maybe, like 2020 i mean it's just like goes to show like you know not to get too fucking overtly political about it but i don't understand like you can't have a non-racist capitalism. Like it's just, it's 2021. And that shit sounds like it's from 1898. Like that's so absurd, but that was last year. And and like, we just recently had this almost overtly racist, pretty fucking overtly racist uh, president who was popular as fuck. I mean, it's just, we have like a rise of like popularity and fascistic, ideologies like uh, how can you have a non-racist capitalism you just can't it's fucking born into the system it's like part of the system it's bad that's so whack yeah he said no bueno meanwhile i'm gonna go try and capitalize on a lot of shit right yeah what what else can you do you have to make money (laughs) you gotta live you know what i mean money please it's fucked up yep Patch Daddies, are you tired of not being able to grow that soul patch? Do you look at pictures of Scott Staff, Fred Durst, all of the legends, and you think, God damn it, I want a soul patch? Now Patch Daddies has that solution for you. With the Mix and Match Patch Pack, you can get all sorts of soul patches of different lengths, from two centimeters to two inches. We can have a soul patch dangling down to your happy trail. Patch Daddies also comes with soul patch extensions for those guys who can grow just a little bit, but need it to look a little bit bigger, you know what I mean? They always say size does matter, and your soul patch is a showing proof of that. So come on down to Star Mart and get yourself some soul patches from Patch Daddies with the mix and match patch pack. Star Mart located on Mall 205, right next to P.F. Chang's. You know what I was thinking about the other day? is um, I do, actually. Uh, I was thinking about how bad at music I was and how, <laughs> and how persistent I was regardless of being horrible. Same. <laughs> like... Like, it wasn't like I started out and I had a gift. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I started out and I sucked ass. Right. And not only did I suck ass and just, like, (laughs) fucking just sit in my apartment and, like, try to get better for, like, a long time. But, like, I, like, went out doing shows within, like, a couple months of, like, starting freestyling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just, like, I think back on that. And I like want to like message all of my friends and be like, Hey, I'm really sorry (laughs) that I put you through all of these experiences and we're probably not friends anymore because of that. And I want you to know that I am actually a, a real person now. 
and I'm not that anymore. So oh my please, God. let's have a friendship again. I can't tell you how many times we've had like homies or older homies, especially be like, yeah, like you guys were whack as fuck, you know, but you were so persistent and lovable. And uh, and now you're pretty good. So I can tell you that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's such a mixed compliment. It's a mixed nuts uh, of compliments there. It is. That's a bag. That it's is a, a mixed, whole bag. mixed that, that, bag. Yeah, that is a, it's a roller a gam- coaster. It's a gamble chocolate box right there. A gamble chocolate box, dude. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. I'm like, thank you. I'm offended. But thank you. But also, what the fuck? And also, you're right. One of the biggest reasons that I felt like, like, I, I kind of finally figured it out. Why I, like, one of the reasons I left Bellingham. But it's because... Well, just just to go off of this, right? Just no one ever told me I was whack, right? Mm, no, no mm-hmm. one was ever like, "Yeah, dude, you suck." Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I got was like people being, you know, supportive because they were like my homies and stuff like that. I gotta say, your shows were pretty fucking fun. Mm, you know, that's the thing is like I knew how to fake it. You know what I mean? Because I did theater and stuff like that, and so I definitely took on a persona when I was on stage. I would make sure to bring the energy. I would blow out my voice almost every night. You know, like, yeah, and that was that was you know not necessarily a good thing. Is <laughs> entertaining? But the whole time up on stage, I'm panicking the whole time because I don't remember. I'm like, I'm like wondering if I'm gonna remember my lyrics. I'm having fucking anxiety attacks up there, you know, like. So it's just always funny when I think back and people are like, "Oh yeah, your shows are really energetic," and I'm like, "I was going through like some shit on stage." You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not there. Yeah, same. I I mean shit. I to this day I hardly ever remember my fucking lyrics. It's just that now I'm like, eh. If I remember, I'm cool. If not, eh, yeah, you know, I'll just keep doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I forgot. Uh, well, I didn't forget my lyrics, but uh, when I was on or my, my my lines, but when I was on stage, one time we were doing the Diary of Anne Frank. Oh fuck. Yeah, I was <laughs> oh, a sophomore no. in high school, right? And uh, this is already bad. Yeah. And so I'm the fucking I'm the doctor. You remember that that's not in the family. I'm like not one of the family members. I'm just like the extra dude. And he's the guy that freaks out and wants to like ration the food out and stuff, you know, and there's this whole scene. And I'm like the asshole of the whole situation. And I I dump the food out onto the table and then start rationing it. Mm -hmm. And then someone didn't put any food into the bag. <laughs> and so like I'm on stage and like having oh, to no. improvise this whole situation. And like, I'm, I'm fucking <sighs> like, Oh my God, this is like the worst thing ever. And then I talked to people after like, it didn't really like, you didn't really miss a beat. I don't know. It felt like it was like an hour, you know, from, from me fucking like realizing there's nothing in the bag to like when I covered it. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. I'm sure. And so it definitely made me, made me realize I could do that on stage. So I would end up sometimes making a song better, often making it a lot worse. Right. Freestyling it. Yeah. Same. Sometimes I had some amazing moments where like things were fucking lining up and it was like God's light shone on me. And then uh, most of the time it was just like, ah, ah, shit. And it was just not great. And I nervously tried to exit my verse as smoothly as possible. <laughs> Shroom would do that where he's like, if he forgot something, he would just pull the mic away from his face and start mumbling until it came back to him. 
I could never do that. I would just either like freeze up for a second or I would just start freestyling randomly and kind of lose direction and not. You just got to remember the yeah cadences, you know, pauses are good in songs. Uh, A lot of people are like, are like that's dead space, but you know, it's like, no, it's time for it to resonate. Exactly. You know, uh, the album that you were on with me on symbiosis. Yes. I'm annoyed when my mind avoids elevating to the highest point. Meditating all night when a vapor lighted joint. I deploy noise to ease the tension. Some fine invention. No vinyls just biding time until we paint. Waiting for the perfect section for an intervention. Taking moves and wax back till we slap that sample and trench the analog habitats in the back of the brain. Uh, the song Which, Attention on that. Yeah. Like, I never remembered the fucking lyrics. I would get a third of the way in maybe all the way up to the first chorus and then just blank. There were so many times I had to freestyle fucking two verses and a chorus. And it was just like, <gasps> That's one of my favorite songs that you did. I was I, you know, me too. I love that shit. Shit is fire. Yeah, it's funny. Um, when, when I go back to saying that, you know, I sucked, it's like, I definitely I go back and I listen to some songs and I'm like, that's actually good lyrically. I don't think I understood that much about delivery. Mm. And like to- and tonal differentiation and things like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I definitely didn't. But yeah, it's like in Bellingham, it was either people were like, "Oh, that shit's hella dope." And they're like very supportive, or they're just like kind of coy, support you but don't really support you. Mm. So I had like a, I had like just this really, I felt like disingenuous connection with a lot of the people in the Bellingham scene, mm-hmm. where like I felt like they thought that I sucked. It wasn't even that they thought that I sucked, but I would like try and genuinely get their opinion. Because like I'd be floating out albums to people because I wanted to better my craft. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, can I show you the, these projects? Can you give me some feedback? And none of them would ever give me feedback. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, yeah, totally, totally. And then just be like, and then I just never hear anything. And it's like, okay, well, they must have thought that it was horrible and they didn't want to break it to me or something like that. You know, that would have been beneficial if they were like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. And I'd be like, okay, could you tell me why? Personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. Because a lot of them would have been like, yeah, you know, your cadences are too busy or something like that. Or I don't understand the content of the song. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, trying to get someone who's simple-minded to understand Aesop rock lyrics or LP lyrics isn't really going to be the most uh, fulfilling of journeys. You know what I right. mean? So it's just like part of what I was doing lyrically was a lot different than what anyone else in my area was doing. Like everyone in the Northwest was like wanted to rap about Northwest shit, and I'm out there on some like fucking outer space type stuff. And also, I just was rapping about weed way too much. Weren't we all though? Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, the weed topic is just safe for hip hop. You can do it. Like, there's so many ways you can do it, and nobody's gonna be mad at you. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, but it's just so played out. Oh yeah, for sure. You but know, I still do it. But yeah, I mean, you could always have a weed song, but you just can't have all your songs about weed. Right. I mean, shit. We put out the 420 project like, <laughs> like eight years in a row or some stupid shit. It's uh, well, yeah, but, but those were specific projects. That's not all of what you guys were doing. You know, we're it wasn't like every one of your solo albums was like, um, I'm high. <laughs> but you know, like rappers that that's their thing, like they're stoners. Like, oh, dude, you're one of so many. Like, <laughs> it, it is. It's fun to make the party music, but it's not relatable in the sense that like, it's not a fulfilling way to relate with someone. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. It's like so. It's superficial, you know. Yeah, we all like to get fucked up, sure. Like, right. we all like to run away from our problems, sure. But, like, yep. on the real, like, w- you know, what are your problems you're running away from? You exactly. I mean? 
but that's difficult to navigate because you know that can be alienating it can also like bring a lot of uh like catharsis to people and help them through their shit but on the other hand it can be very like self-indulgent and vain and like it's a thin line it's a thin line man yeah dangerous territory sage francis to me is like self-indulgent yeah king king you know what i mean as far as For like sure. the, that that whole shit he does it well but it is self-indulgent and like very like up his own ass i mean eminem does self-indulgence well but i don't want to ever <laughs> listen to it you know what i mean yeah, like it's yeah. not good right and it's just like you're just kind of toting your own sadness you know for money or whatever exactly but, yeah uh yeah i mean as opposed to like you know kendrick lamar or absol right. Right. For example, who are people who have gone through some shit, actually have some shit to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's really good. Yeah, dude, for sure. I think it's just really the skill and the uh, just which way, how you take it, really. I don't know. It depends. But yeah, I think it is a much more fulfilling route to take as an artist. And it's the only way you're going to grow. Like you can do party music for so long. And then it's like, all right, man, like nobody's partying their whole life. Come on. It's music for people in their their you know mid to late teens to to early 20s you know it's like the the high school college culture but as we're kids in that era we didn't want to like you don't want to think about being anywhere else but in that era you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't want to grow up anymore pretty much uh, in the form of music but you know you could still make fucking party music or music yeah. about you know substances or, or or things like that make it creative my whole thing is making music or like making hip hop to try to find hip hop artists is not going to be the easy. It's not, you got to find your niche. You know what I mean? Totally. Because, because if, if, if you want to be successful and stuff like that, you got to find your niche and expand. Absolutely. And same thing with, you know, the type of animated shows that we, you know, you and I want to do and yep. various things like that. Yeah. That's all that whole like marketing branding stuff is like, yeah. Knowing your niche and really playing into it, but. It's just difficult to know what your niche is sometimes, you know what I mean? Well, that's why, I mean, we just got to let ourselves release, you know, be released into the world, find yeah. our niche. But, you know, our niche is going to be people that are in our friend group. And, but any, like, the thing is with a show like, uh, or like or what I'm trying to cultivate in this is like, I just want it to be kind of rambling and organic and things like right. that. And for that reason, like, it makes you feel like you know the people on the show. Right. Just because you're you're hearing little bits about them, you know. Obviously, I don't want to put too much personal stuff that we don't you know have to have. But um. yeah, but I th I think this is a good format to like it doesn't get too self indulgent. You know what I mean? We're talking about pop yeah. culture. We're talking about you know specific things. It's like we get a little tangential, obviously. But like you said, that's more relatable. But then it doesn't like completely devolve into just random shit. If you edit it right, because we do, we devolve into random shit. <laughs> but I think the way you edit it will uh, edit, 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 edit,